1470, 100.3 WMBD. It's the Craig Collins Show. Top five at five coming up in just a second. First, uh, 1505 East Lake Ave is the address for Peoria Heights VFW. Uh, 2602 is the post number. Uh, 309-682-9875 is the phone number. 309-682-9875. I really like going out of the VFW, hanging out there. Uh, There's a really cool thing that happened over the Memorial Day holiday, actually on Memorial Day, and we'll have a young man here in studio in about half an hour uh, with his mom and with Eric from the VFW, the quartermaster there, and we'll tell you why it was a really cool moment and why it's just one of the many things uh, the VFW has been involved in. They got a game room, they got food on uh, Friday, Saturday, and then also on Tuesday. They got a giant um, area in the back where they can put on events, and it gets rented out a lot. And I just found out from somebody that it's one of the cheapest places to host an event uh, in town. Uh, so definitely even check them out for that reason. 309-682-9875, uh, the VFW in Peoria Heights. Uh, let's do the top five at five. It's time for the top five at five on the Craig Collins Show. That's right. These are the five biggest news stories in no particular order, according to me uh, right now. Uh, the first one, and I saw this just break a little while ago, and it's only, uh, to me, really a, a big news story because of how odd it is to have the, the other uh, building collapse story in the news. And then eight construction workers were injured at Yale Medical School today uh, when a building partially collapsed that they were um, working on there. Uh, the building was under construction uh, in New Haven, Connecticut, um, and the concrete pour went awry, injuring eight people, including two that are critically injured and in the hospital. Uh, city officials have said, adding that there were no fatalities. Uh, again, this comes on the heels of another very big uh, building collapse uh, story, and even some of the the um, latest information we've we've learned. Uh, about ways in which the um, the city didn't really do what it should have done in Davenport to help with uh, some of those uh, issues. Um, but anyway, uh, that's just one of many uh, stories that are out there in the world uh, that seem to be like that. So it's it's just, I don't know, it caught me today. Uh, other stories out there, more, I guess, political or just other stuff in nature. I'll do this one first. Uh, so Jeffrey Epstein continues to somehow have more details or piece of information about his time in jail leak out uh, after he he died um, in prison, of course. And some people think that he did not kill himself. Um, But anyway, the the most recent thing uh, to be put out is a a bunch of the different uh, records that the um, jail took, both leading up to and then immediately after Jeffrey Epstein's death. Uh, One of the more significant takeaways from this big, giant piece of of, uh, information is that Epstein seemed to be given unique versions of you shouldn't be allowed to do this, but we're going to let you do this anyway. Uh, One example of that was he asked to make a phone call. He said he wanted to call his mother, who had died 15 years ago, and he was escorted to a shower area. This was about 7 o'clock. This is the last phone call he made from jail, and then he was allowed to make a 15-minute, quote, social call where he was not monitored. They left him alone in the shower area, and he actually called a 30-year-old uh, girlfriend. There's also the the story now about a letter that he tried to send to Larry Nasser. Of course, Larry Nasser is the U.S. Uh, gymnastics uh, doctor uh, who had his own uh, sexual abuse. Um, um, you know, cases uh, wind up being a, a pretty significant talking point uh, in the United States and a pretty uh, horrific uh, set of, uh, you know, their own details. I guess for some reason Epstein wanted to reach out 
to Nasser, uh, which is just odd. And then finally, and this is probably the, the biggest new piece of information from all of these documents, is the confused response from the jail immediately after Epstein died, uh, wondering all different kinds of things, uh, how he was given the ability to to be unmonitored in his jail uh, cell, uh, why he was moved from uh, being on a suicidal watch to not being on a suicidal watch. There's a lot of questions, uh, to say it simplistically, that come from all of these different records and documents nearly four years after Jerry, Jeffrey, excuse me, Epstein's death. And so, yeah, it seems like another big deep dive into something that is a story that uh, for several reasons, I won't even say for, you know, any sort of negative reasons, continues to, to have relevant things to talk about. Um, other stuff out there that I thought was interesting, so I'll include it in the top five at five. Uh, the Atlantic did a deep dive. Um, did a bunch of interviews into what's going on at CNN uh, now that the person who's taken over there, Chris Licht, is trying to turn that company into a company that is far less on the left, uh, far less biased than it's been for a long time. And there's a lot of reactions, apparently. And five of the biggest uh, key takeaways from this reporting from The Atlantic is that the town hall went wrong, according to people inside CNN. Uh, they screwed it up. Uh, the media has absolutely, I believe, learned its lesson, uh, uh, Lick said. I really do. I think that knowing that he's playing them, at least the people in my organization, he's uh, had discussions about this. We know what he, what we're getting played and we're uh, going to resist it. I think that's some of the um, responses to some of the ways in which uh, Trump just annihilated uh, CNN in their town hall um, and certainly did so in a way that made a lot of other media mad. Uh, and even Caitlin Collins, who wound up getting promoted anyway, I wound up being someone who didn't exactly look great uh, during the uh, former president's town hall there. Uh, so I do think it's interesting that some of the internal reporting is, um, and maybe Licht is not accepting as much blame as others in CNN are for it. Uh, maybe it did go more the way he anticipated it. But some of these quotes, some of the things uh, that interviewed uh, the people who The Atlantic interviewed were saying is, is indicating that he he regretted it. Um, although actually, in the same token, there was someone he that was interviewed by the the Atlantic that said there were not regrets. So there was some uh, you know sort of competing information there. Uh, beyond that, too, uh, Licht versus Lemon is one of the more significant things that came out. Apparently, Chris Licht often disagreed with and had a very quote contentious relationship uh, with former CNN CNN host Don Lemon. Mostly, uh, according to this, because uh, Lemon was really unwilling to listen to or change any of the approach things uh, that had been a part of his his you know product at CNN uh, before Lick took over. But I do think that's that's pretty interesting uh, that a fight. You know, I'll say this, and I won't be specific. I don't want to be specific. Uh, sometimes I have seen uh, bosses take over places. Uh, in the world of entertainment, and then have uniquely good or uniquely bad relationships uh, with some of the people that have been working there for longer than the new bosses. And it's just sort of odd to figure that out, because uh, sometimes it seems like there's a, a history there, and other times maybe it's not a history, but, you know, resistance to, to something going on. Um, but I've I've seen a version of that before, so I can pretty easily envision it, especially when you think a little bit more about how Don Lemon had branded himself on CNN up until... CNN was trying to move away from exactly the kind of, of one-sided conversation that a lot of people there were having. Um, all right. One other quick one. It's, I guess, the top four at four, and then we'll take a break and do a good story, bad story. I thought this was interesting. A judge has stepped aside in the Disney versus DeSantis lawsuit. Uh, the judge did uh, fire a shot at uh, for at, excuse me, current Governor Ron DeSantis, 
uh, and his lawyers, uh, but has decided that he is not the right guy, the not the right federal judge uh, to be at the top of this case. He disqualified himself. And I think that makes sense, by the way, when you take some sort of um, uh, shot at or, or try to disparage uh, part of a, a court case. That's what I find so amusing about this is that the guy that was trying to be, uh, you know, the judge in charge of this case, when he's, when he's finally uh, convinced that, yeah, I'm not the right guy for this, he demonstrates exactly why as he's stepping down. He's like, yeah, and also those people are terrible, um, which more or less is what he said. Uh, but he called it a targeted campaign of government retaliation, uh, not exactly going to be an open mind. So he has stepped down. And again, I just thought it was interesting that instead of stepping down quietly and going away, uh, even that federal judge seemed to need to say something more than that. Uh, as he is now no longer a part of that uh, case. All right, quick break. A good story, bad story coming up next. 1470, 100.3 WMBD. It's the Craig Collins Show. Uh, got some friends coming in along with uh, Eric, the quartermaster at the VFW, in about 10, 15 minutes or so. It'll be an interesting conversation. Uh, a young man named William uh, made a mark on a lot of people, including myself, over the Memorial Day holiday uh, because of just something he wanted to do. Uh, but we'll give you that whole story in a little bit. Uh, first, for good story, bad story, I've got a couple more. Uh, a Sherpa who guides people up Mount Everest recently saved a climber's life after finding him stuck in a section near the summit called the, quote, death zone. I did not know Mount Everest had a death zone. The guy was clinging to a rope and shivering from the cold. It took six hours to get him down uh, to a spot where he could be airlifted out, and he couldn't walk, so the Sherpa carried him for a lot of that distance. Experts say rescuing someone up that high is very rare and literally almost impossible is what they put in there. Uh, but the guy is going to survive. Uh, the Sherpa just thought it was a regular day. Um, I feel like that's I, when I talked to the uh, guy at the circus um, the other week uh, or well earlier this week, I should say, uh, the ringmaster. And he uh, does death defying stunt after death defying stunt at the spectacular circus coming to town uh, next weekend. Uh, he did tell me during that interview that it just becomes another day at the office. Uh, the Sherpa, it seems like, is just another day at the office for what's going on at Mount Everest. Uh, that is something uh, I'm going to do two good stories because it's Friday. Uh, a 14-year-old in St. Louis named Javier Jones walked six miles to get to his middle school graduation uh, last week. When someone at the graduation mentioned it, he got a standing ovation. Uh, one of those uh, people there, uh, Dr. Colin Smith, who's the president of a university, uh, saw all of this, was impressed, and offered Xavier a full scholarship for college because he's obviously dedicated uh, both to his education and then to uh, being there for the award ceremony. Uh, when they told him he was getting a full ride, he thought that they meant a ride to school. <laughs> That's my favorite part. They're like, you're getting a full ride, man. You don't have to walk anymore. He's like, awesome. I don't have to walk all the way here anymore. He, it, you had to correct him a little bit to tell him, no, 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 we mean like a full ride uh, college education. I think I have some audio for this story, too. I remember something that Mr. Sales told me. Uh, he said, if I want it, I got to go get it. So I wanted to graduate, so I went to go get my graduation. It spoke volumes to me. It spoke resilience. That is what sparked my interest in saying, hey, this is a type of kid that we want to recruit to Harris Stowe. Yes, that's uh, Dr. Colin Smith, as I said, and the uh, young man, Xavier, who's like, yeah, if I got to get my diploma, I got to go get it. <laughs> I just, I can't get over the fact that when they told him he was getting a full ride, he's like, awesome. I am tired. I don't want to keep walking. They're like, no, no, man. Anyway, uh, we'll talk about it again later. Uh, the bad story, uh, I do have a couple of those, uh, too. Uh, the first one 
an inmate escaped from jail, uh, but was later caught because they stopped off at a McDonald's to go through the uh, drive-through and pick things up off the dollar menu. Uh, the guy's name is Jason uh, in Ohio. He was wanted. His you know photo was out. Uh, he rode up on a bicycle and asked for something off the dollar menu. The employee told him that they didn't have exactly a dollar menu anymore. And as the guy took off, uh, the employee said that the guy seemed out of touch. And then uh, this employee, pretty impressive, remembered that they saw a photo that resembled uh, Jason. Uh, so they called the authorities and the guy eventually got arrested. Uh, that is that's a unique way to go about it, to be um, on the run from the law, an inmate that escaped from jail. And then you just bike over to the local McDonald's because you'd really, really like a snack of some kind. And it, it did not work out. I, I guess that's one thing you could say then for anyone out there who's com- contemplating any sort of crime is uh, don't swing by the old uh, McDonald's and make a bit of a scene. That's probably a, that's probably a bad move. And then the other bad story, and I talked about this earlier, but I, I do find it uh, so, so um, hilarious. I wanted to bring it up again. Uh, a school right here in Illinois uh, put a uh, misspelled word on the sashes, on the stoles of the um, graduates. Uh, the misspelled word was graduate. They spelled it uh, graduate, which is just a real, real bad look uh, to have people walking down, picking up their diploma and being very proud of the work they did at this fine, um, you know, high school. And then eventually also notice, as many of them hopefully did as soon as they were handed uh, this item, that, well, our school is maybe not uh, putting its best foot forward in this uh, process. I do love that you have uh, audio of a couple of, I think, the, the parents uh, talking about how embarrassing this is and how the kids should be mad about it. Because, yeah, they walked, um, if they wore this, they walked up and got their diploma uh, with a misspelled word, uh, which is going to be a photo that they're not going to show to anybody. I don't understand how you mess up a whole word. It shouldn't happen like that. We ain't realize until, like, we was walking out the gate. They could have checked before because they made, like, 600-plus so, and all of them were spelled wrong. We're terribly disappointed and appalled about how they would even pass those out to the students that would embarrass the community, the families, and even the school district should be embarrassed. Yeah, no, I, I think that that is actually true. I, I would agree that a lot of people should be embarrassed if the rich uh, township high school uh, gave out a whole bunch of graduate. <laughs> I can't get over it. There's a photo uh, viral on social media. Uh, this is a is a bad look. And so uh, definitely anything and everything they can do uh, to fix that problem, they should probably be on it right away. All right. Uh, a quick break. Uh, after the break, as I said, uh, we are going to tell the story of a young man uh, who actually, um, I thought, very coolly uh, wanted to do something on Memorial Day uh, that maybe not a lot of young people uh, do. Uh, so he stopped by. Um, one location, uh, not the VFW, before eventually landing at the VFW on Memorial Day. I was there uh, hanging out with my wife, and um, the story of William Tobias will be told in just a few minutes. Uh, we'll also have the quartermaster for um, the VFW, Eric uh, Thurman, in studio. And actually, uh, uh, William has his, his mom here, which I think is adorable. Uh, so his mom will also talk about um, whether or not she even knew uh, what his plan for Memorial Day was. All that coming up in just a bit. 1470. 
100.3 WMBD. It's the Craig Collins Show. Uh, we're doing this regularly now. These are uh, Casper beers with the VFW and then actually friends of the VFW. Uh, the quartermaster, Eric, is here. How you doing, buddy? Hey, pretty good. How are you, Craig? Uh, good. Uh, Casper is a brewery in Bloomington that's run by a vet, and uh, they are very nice to do our you know conversation over a beer thing. Uh, what Casper did you bring in studio this time? Uh, today we have what they call the Fox Sake, which is a British brown ale. Nice. Uh, it's a pretty nice, smooth uh, It's nice. Very beer. good. And is that the uh, the only one we brought this week? Yeah, we. I like less variety. That's good. Yeah, this right. is me. I, I feel good about that. Last week you brought in like four different ones, and I felt compelled to try them all. And then I realized I'm, you know, still doing a radio show. Um, we also have a young man in studio that we'll get to in a second. His name is William. Uh, on Memorial Day, I got to meet him, and I'm glad to have him in to talk about this. Uh, before we get to that, I, I think I should have done this last week with you, Eric. Is it okay to ask you, uh, since Memorial Day just passed, as someone who served our country, uh, what the Memorial Day means to you, what thoughts you have, uh, anything about the, the holiday? Sure, sure. It's pretty special this year because uh, we got involved a lot with the uh, Honor Their Sacrifice group and cleaning yes. the gravestones. So it kind of was a little more um, settling to me, a little more rewarding this year than most because mm-hmm. we got more involved, not just in, in us, you know, being veterans, but seeing other people. Uh, also getting involved with the uh, the veterans that have passed. Sure. Yeah, and Honor Their Sacrifice, really cool for anyone that hasn't heard much about it. Although that that guy, uh, John, is now doing interviews all over the place. Yeah, he's He's, he's been over. on national TV. He's doing <laughs> podcasts everywhere. Uh, we clean graves. Um, I think that at first it's going to be at Springdale, but depending on how um, big his organization gets, he's probably going to keep doing this throughout the entire country. Uh, but just cleaning the graves of veterans that have uh, maybe uh, long since been neglected. So it's it's really moving and something that definitely makes you think, about Memorial Day. All right. Uh, William, you're here in studio. Uh, you're 16 years old. Um, I met you on Memorial Day. What was your plan? What were you trying to do when you left the house? So when I left the house, I just wanted to go and serve some anyone who's been in the military and just give back and give my thanks for them putting their life on the line for the country because they do a lot of things for us and they protect this country. So I just wanted to find a way to give back and show my support for them just do something. You were like, you it's Memorial Day. I want to do, do something. something. Eric already, what is your reaction to the things that a, a young 16-year-old guy is saying about caring about the military? <laughs> well, it brings back the youth. There's, there's hope for our youth, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, all right, cool. So uh, you went to uh, a different location first, and you didn't find uh, anybody. And yeah. then you, you Googled for the VFW in Peoria Heights, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. So you, you found the location. Uh, you went to the art area and all the different uh, parts of, of the establishment. And your goal was to, again, just do something to give back. Yes. Yeah, so first off, I just walked in and I looked around and I kind of introduced myself to the area and then started talking with some vets and started talking to everyone that was actually in the bar. Yeah. And I was able to just talk with them and see some of their stories and that was my whole goal was to be able to hear their story as well and show them that I care and that it's not just uh, right. a society it's, that cares about themselves. Why was this important to you? Because I feel that if they're putting their life on the line, it's important that I can give back, whether it be just talking with them or hearing their stories, because there's a lot of... There are a lot of stories, there's yes. I've hung stories. out with a lot of vets now. Yeah. There's a lot of really cool stories. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of really funny stories. Uh-huh. There's stories I don't know that your mom would be thrilled that you heard if you went to the VFW. <laughs> but we won't tell her about those. It doesn't matter. Uh, you also want to serve, though, uh, right? You're you're uh, pretty sure that you'd like to go into the military? Yes, I'm pretty sure I'd like to go in the military for at least four years. I'm not sure where life will lead, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure what the end goal is, but I would definitely like to serve some way, helping this country, because I was blessed with a 
body that is capable of doing things, and I want to be able to give back to oh, the cool. country. And you, you also uh, had two buddies of yours that you, uh, after you found the VFW and found some people you could chat with, uh, that you reached out to and they came by as well, right? Yeah, so I actually texted my friends, and I was just like, does anyone want to come and give back to some veterans and just nice. talk to them? And actually, everyone was really interested in it, and it only worked out for only two of them to come, mm. but it was surprising to see that the whole friend group, everyone wanted to come and come so, show their support. So you were support. actually surprised that even your friends had as much in interest as you did in this. Yeah, so it was, it was really just the ideal which sparked everything, and mm -hmm. the ideal sparked it, and then everyone wanted to come, and everyone was like, yeah, I'll be there, and that's what that's so what happened. So my biggest question now then, um, and this is one where Eric's going to have a lot of things he's going to say, I'm sure, um, <laughs> which branch of the military are you thinking about? That was part of the reason when you sat down outside and started chatting with some of the vets of the VFW, uh, you were so interested in hearing uh, their stories and their experience because that's a, that's a big uh, decision to pick which branch you'd want to go into. Well, right now with the knowledge that I know, uh -huh. it's looking like the Marines. There we go. But, my family are all Marines. But, that's pretty good. But well, I don't know everything. <laughs> <laughs> but, Eric, what would you say about the Navy? Well, the Navy, to me, has probably the most opportunity as far as the variety of jobs yeah. that are out there. For, and you'll be trained, and you'll come back, and you'll have a, a good skill to have that's already to go. That's uh, useful in other places. Right. But all, transferable I mean, skills. And to be, and to be fair, all, mm. all branches are, are very well versed sure. in what they do. Yeah. I'm partial because I am a Navy guy. But if you look at all the job MOSs and all that, and you can look at all of them across the board. Mm -hmm. Navy and Air Force are probably the most variety-driven. Um, but, again, then you pit the Navy versus the Air Force. We don't know how that goes. I mean, yeah. there's only so many <laughs> padded chairs in the Air Force to sit on. Here, but, you know what I'm going to do? You know. I, I actually love this idea. Um, my phone number, which I give out on the air sometimes, 309-340-4464. 309-340-4464. Text me and tell me what branch of the military William should go into. We'll decide. <laughs> well, I'm sure you won't actually decide this way, but we'll decide which branch we, we tell you to go to uh, based on some of the text responses. Uh, did your parents know that you had planned on Memorial Day to go find a way to give back uh, to vets that you just wanted to do that? Yeah, so actually I told my parents earlier in the weekend that I wanted to come and serve to some vets in any way that I could. So I was thinking of some ideas with them about what, what I should do. Mm -hmm. And actually my mom was just like, I should go to the bar and buy some drinks for people and be able to talk to them and just hear some of their stories. Yeah, I'm thrilled that that's the answer that mom gave you because we did have a tricky situation there for a bit. 16-year-old cannot buy drinks himself, but I, I love it. So it wound up being a donation to the VFW, and then I might have helped out with covering some of the direct purchasing of drinks. But I, lo I love that your mom's like, ah, go buy a beer for somebody. That'll be great. Um, right. and, and obviously it was a pretty great experience uh, for you. Did anyone in your family serve? Yeah, so actually my grandfather served in... The military, but we're actually not exactly sure the branch because there's just a lot sure. there. So we don't know the branch, but my grandfather served from my dad's side. Nice. And there's kind of a motivation to serve more of just because I think it's the right thing to do for me. Mm -hmm. And... Cool. Less of what the family forces. By the way, we're getting several votes for Space Force uh, right now being tested. in. <laughs> that is definitely the leading one, and that would Space be the newest Force. branch of the government, uh, the newest <laughs> branch of the military. I don't know if you want to go to space at some point, bud, but Space Force. No? All right, I, maybe mean, no. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Eric is shaking his head no. No. I like that. No? No. no this, <laughs> this is bringing hope back yeah. to, to, the, to the veterans here. There you go. He needs to go into a real branch. Oh, Eric is, <laughs> Eric is right. Join the Navy, the best way to travel the world, uh, from this 309 text. 
Um, I think this is probably your friend. Is this your number, Eric, that you just sent me? This at? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. um, before I let you go, man, what else is going on at the VFW? What else do you guys have coming up? I we've know got, you got some a bunch good of stuff coming up. We've got uh, some dates, actually, for some, some uh, events that we've talked about before. Uh, Bikini Car Wash is going to be on the 17th of September. Nice. Uh, come on out, watch Craig mm-hmm. wash his No, uh, no, 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 no. We've <laughs> no, already no, got no. his wife involved, so it's If, be if you guys deal. don't know what this is, the, the guys wear bikinis and clean cars at the VFW, and I have been volunteered for this by the missus, and I'm not doing it. That is not going to happen. Continue. <laughs> and then the other thing we have going on, we have a, what they call beer can golf. It's, uh, it's a fun little event. They take a beer can, they crush it, and then we have these uh, handmade golf clubs out of wood. Nice. They have like an obstacle course you'd play on. Uh, and that's going to be on August 6th. Uh, all these are fundraiser events for we can give back to different things in the community and sure. other veteran organizations as well. Sure. Do you and have anybody that does the bikini car wash without rocking a bikini? No. I don't <laughs> rock it with a bikini. <laughs> you don't wear a bikini? <laughs> Maybe a one piece. Oh, gotcha. You know. <laughs> how many people are actually, how many dudes are actually going to be wearing bikinis for uh, that I think we usually have right around maybe 10 or so. Okay. 10 yeah. vets. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, all right. It's interesting. Now, now because of William's, like William's sitting here and doing his whole way to give back, <laughs> now I feel like I should. This is a terrible situation I've put myself in. Uh, thank you guys for coming out. Uh, the VFW in Peoria Heights, 1505 East Lake. Uh, 309-682-9875 is the phone number. 309-682-9875. Uh, go hang out there. Bar, uh, game room, all the stuff. And then maybe a young man uh, that wants to show how much he cares about our country and our military will make you just feel very patriotic uh, when you leave the place. A uh, quick break, a lot more. 1470, 100.3 WMBD. 1470, 100.3 WMBD. It's the Craig Collins Show. Uh, thrilled to have you with us. Lots of stuff, as I always say, to talk about on a very nice Friday and a very uh, nice weekend, I think. It is a little weird. Uh, the shorter weeks, uh, they throw a lot of people off. I think earlier on in the show, I was talking to Greg Batten, and he said he felt a little thrown off. I feel a little thrown off. Uh, quickly, it's also uh, First Friday. Um, M.T. Reagan of 22VA was in the studio earlier in the show uh, talking about all the ways that you can experience art today. A very big, important part of First Friday is all the different ways that that art is, you know, uh, available. Uh, so there's a First Friday Art for Kids at the Peoria Public Library, uh, the North Branch, uh, 3001 West Grand Parkway. Uh, Peoria Art Guild is having an event from 7 to 8 o'clock tonight. Um, there's multiple, multiple things to do. Uh, I'm going to go check out uh, Studio 606, uh, which is heavily, heavily recommended uh, by friend of the show, MT. Um, and also the VFW has 22VA in the back. That's just a few of the things going on for First Friday, which, as I said, is a very art-focused day uh, in, our, um, in our community. Um, 309-340-4464 is the phone number to text, uh, to react, to tell me what branch of, um, military I should tell my last guest, uh, that he would most like to be a part of. I love some of the texts coming in now as the war of words is raging. And I'll just tell this texter, uh, who sent in something from the 309 saying why the Marines is the right choice. I, I can't say, uh, the jokes you're making about the other branches of the, go- of the military. Uh, not because I think you're trying to be mean. I understand it's, uh, what a lot of military people do, but I think I'd get in a lot of trouble on the air if I say uh, those. And actually, I've learned that I can't really joke about any of that because uh, I, I did not serve. Uh, my family did, uh, but I should not uh, make those same jokes. It's not the same thing. So a uh, little bit of advice for anyone else out there. Uh, other stuff that I saw, I thought this was interesting. Uh, scientists were zapping people uh, while they slept. Uh, the reason that they were doing this was to see if the electricity would cause any sort of improvement in memory um a little brain stimulation at night appears to help people remember uh, what they learned the previous day 
So um, beyond just the way in which if you're going to sleep at night, you're going to have your, your dreams and all that uh, typical amount of brain activity, if somehow we also find a way to do a safe version of a little bit of zapping, uh, apparently it's only going to do you good, and you're going to wake up with a lot more recall uh, than you typically have. Uh, some improved by 10 to 20%, some improved by as much as 80%, according to a study at a un- out of the University excuse me, of California in Los Angeles and a professor of neurosurgery. You know, every time I see stories like that and they say that we've found this thing uh, that might be beneficial, uh, you then also think about the way that someone would create technology to then do something that, uh, you know, aligns with the beneficial study. And then eventually you have people in their house uh, buying something online that they strap to their head when they go to sleep that zaps them ever so little at night. And then uh, the world confuses me uh, yet again. But I do. I really like that story. I thought that was uh, pretty funny. Uh, other stuff out there. Uh, I had talked about this a little bit uh, yesterday, too. Uh, the shocking video of a humanoid uh, type of robot. Uh, that has a face that was saying things about expecting to oppress society uh, in the future, uh, that that would be a scary outcome. I saw more and more that the reaction by even people that uh, know uh, technology quite well, and even the creator of ChatGPT uh, was in the news earlier this week for signing a, a one-sentence document that said that um, we have to be very, very careful with AI Uh, because it's likely to cause a lot of problems in our society in the future if we are not, in fact, careful. More and more people even reacting to this story. I think First Post is the place that put it up on social media, uh, saying how it's essentially terrifying. You know what's interesting about this to me um, is as we keep having that kind of discussion over and over again, I can't think of one way we're doing anything to mitigate any of the trailblazing that exists in the world of technology or any amount of listening to the people that are telling us that this is, in, in fact, a, a bad idea. I can't see one example of someone pulling back at all. So it's just sort of weird. Uh, we might look back on this time in society if, I, I know, this being overly uh, specific, and I don't know why how I'm ending a, a show on a Friday uh, like this. But we might look back on this time in society of, like, we, we said we should do a thing and none of us did it. We were all just happy we said it. It was enough to – it's almost like – And I've talked about this um, a little before. When you go on social media and make like a a social justice post and you say, I care about this thing or that thing, and then you turn your computer off and you you live the rest of your life not doing anything else, it's not really the same. Uh, But it feels like right now, as far as AI is concerned, a lot of people in our, our technology spaces are just doing that. They're just saying, hey, we should be careful about this. We should be worried. They're putting the Facebook post up saying, I stand with those who are afraid. And then you move on and keep doing the stuff that is making us all very, very afraid. It seems to not be good, I think, is the way that I'll say that. Uh, A couple other quick things, uh, just bouncing around and other stuff out there in the world of uh, media. Um, I do think it's it's kind of interesting, again, that there are several – uh, different stories about how um, unproductive uh, this week of the year is. I saw a couple of those. And then actually, I think the the four-day week after Labor Day, too, is one that comes out as, as pretty much unproductive. And I don't know why it amuses me that if you have a week that's a little bit harder for people to focus and you also have National Donut Day to end that week, uh, that seems like a unique kind of combination of uh, things. Uh, beyond that, too, um, just uh, bouncing around again, other stuff out there in the news. I know I mentioned this a little bit earlier with Greg Batten, but I did really enjoy it. Uh, Missouri, they had to warn people uh, that you should not wrestle with a bear. 
Uh, this is a police department notification that went out after some citizens on social media uh, seem to be uh, doing certain things around wild animals that they shouldn't be doing things around. Uh, a guy I worked with a long time in radio said wild animals are wild. Hot coffee is hot. Uh, these are things you can live by. Uh, what I was thinking, though, uh, about this story, too, is that it's just one of several different sort of weird laws uh, that have been on the books for a long time. And so the actual law that makes it, quote, a misdemeanor class A um, uh, crime to wrestle a bear in Salem, Missouri, has existed for much longer than you would think it, it would. And obviously that means that there must have been some problem in the past, too. And I want to know what that answer is. Like, I want to know why uh, they eventually had to do this the first time around. It's a misdemeanor. It's barely a crime, though. <laughs> I mean, if you look well, at it in the terms of the criminal code, yeah. the misdemeanor, you can spend up to 364 days in jail, and that's it. That's it. That's the absolute maximum. Yeah, that's pretty much it. You're, I, you're almost fine if you wrestle a bear and you win. Yeah, see, because I would say my assumption is that you probably aren't going to win, and maybe that's why the crime is only a misdemeanor. <laughs> yeah, well, that could be too, but you know what? If you end up yeah. stronger than a bear, you know, I, I'm not going to be the one to arrest you. <laughs> I kind of like that sentence. If you wind up stronger than a bear, it's not going to be me who takes you down. Right. But no, I, mean, I, I feel like the other thing, like somebody you who... you wrestle a bear, you're not going to get arrested by a cop. I mean, true. come on. I do like the other way, though. Someone who did not win that fight but is still with us, and you're like, man, I don't want it to be a big crime for you. Let's just make it a little misdemeanor. A Let's run your for way. your grandkids. Yeah. Let me tell you about yeah. the time I wrestled the bear. <laughs> time previously served, it feels like to me. All right. <laughs> Probably. I'm out of here. Uh, Dave Ramsey is coming up next.